Hello and welcome to this episode of Macro Sutra. I'm TCA Sharad Raghavan, Deputy Editor at The Print. And this time we're going to be looking at the finances of the Northeast. Now, before you think that this is a random topic, why are we talking about the Northeast? Let me assure you that it's timely. It's important to look at the Northeast right now and to explain why and to explain what the finances of the Northeast look like. We have with us Radhika Pandey, Associate Professor at NIPFP. Thank you so much, Radhika, for joining us. So now, Radhika, let's first start with why we're looking at the Northeast right now. Why is it important that we look at it right now? Yeah, so see, when we look at the finances, we normally focus on union government's finances. Even right. now, we are talking about whether the central government will be able to achieve its fiscal deficit target of 5.9% or right. not. And then there is discussion on state finances. Now, we do see some discussion on state finances, but a dedicated discussion on northeastern states is not happening and that is uh, needed because on the one hand there's a lot of uh, you know support being provided to northeastern states in mm -hmm. the form of uh, uh, dedicated grants some specialized grants uh, they they face some unique fiscal challenges which right. uh, which warrant some kind of support and successive finance commissions have talked about the uh, unique challenges that the northeast states uh, face and therefore they have proposed some kind of uh, support interventions in the form of uh, either specialized grants or higher share in some kind of grants, uh, both uh, in terms of statutory grants and non-statutory grants. Mm -hmm. So we need to see whether those grants are working or not. So there is a need to analyze the finances of these northeastern states so that now we know that the 16 Finance Commission has been already been notified. So what it should be looking at, is there a need to... Uh, have a fresh look at the finances of Northeast states right. and how they have evolved over time. And this will help us to understand the efficacy of the various uh, measures that have been implemented uh, till now uh, by the various finance commissions as well as by the government, whether they are working or not. Because these states are strategically important from a foreign policy perspective. Also, we know that, you know, we had earlier look East policy, then Modi government changed it to act East policy. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they are, they share neighborhood with a lot of Southeast uh, Asian economies. So right. they are strategically important, but they face certain uh, uh, fiscal challenges, which we will uh, be talking about. So in that context, it is important to analyze what are those fiscal challenges and what is the kind of support mechanism that is needed. So, uh, so therefore, there is a need to have a fresh look at the uh, finances of Northeast states. Right. And of course, uh, on 1st Feb is the budget and yes. various budgets in the past have come out with packages for the Northeast. Absolutely. So if right now, if it shows that the Northeast needs help, right. it's absolutely timely to look at it now because the budget is less than a month away and uh, it could possibly, you know, include something that might help in particular targeted ways. Right. So uh, let's start then with now one of the most important things when we look at state finances are their debt levels. Right. Uh, so what to, what are the debt levels like in the Northeast? 
So when we look at debt levels in absolute terms, mm-hmm. right, and we look at in terms of rupees crore, we don't see uh, northeast states having very alarming levels of debt. So uh, these are small states also. They are small states. Right. But when we uh, normalize them by express them, the debt in terms of the size of the economy, hmm. uh, maybe as a percentage of the gross state domestic product, that is the state GDP, right. then we uh, find that these states feature amongst the top 10 heavily indebted states. I see. So that is a problem. Uh, so, uh, you know, we see across uh, various uh, years, say to 2019, 20, 2020, 2021, we see if we see on a, a map of India, we will see that these states always, some of these northeast states always feature as the most heavily indebted state right. in terms of the uh, uh, liabilities to GSP GDP ratio. Right. That is the stock of debt, not the flow, not what they are borrowing every year, but what they have accumulated uh, over time mm-hmm. as a share of the size of the economy. That is uh, that has risen to alarming uh, levels. It's say for within the set of northeast uh, states, we find that. Uh, Meghalaya and Nagaland, they are having very high share of uh, uh, liabilities to GSDP ratio. I see. And it's increasing over time. So for some states like Mizoram, it has it used to be 100% in 2014-15. Wow. Now it has come down to 39 and it's expected to come down to 36%. Well, that's a good improvement. Of, it's a good improvement. So uh, we need to see northeastern states as a as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. but also see the uh, within the northeast states are there some heterogeneity? Are there some uh, factors that are leading to an upsurge in the uh, debt level as a share of GSDP? So. Right. Again, in absolute terms, the, the numbers may not be large, but uh, in terms of the size of the economy, in terms of uh, the share of uh, GSDP, uh, the uh, uh, the debt levels are high, and uh, they touch even even now for uh, Nagaland and uh, Meghalaya, they are above forty five percent. Wow. Now, this is in uh, contravention to the uh, debt path which is laid by the 15th Finance Commission. Right. So, 15th Finance Commission, because after COVID, they had to come up with a revised glide path for fiscal deficit and debt path. So, the 15th Finance Commission laid out a glide path for center as well as states. Hmm. So, uh, for uh, for most of these northeast states, we find that they are uh, deviating from the uh, path, the glide path of you know how much the liability as a stock of as a share of GDP should be reduced over time. Right. These states are not able to; they are not following that glide path. So this is something that the 16th Finance Commission should the, take note should of. Should take note of. Yeah. Right. So this is important uh, because why is it that the stock of uh, uh, GSDP has not fallen? Uh, substantially and uh, for some states in fact it has seen a, a rapid surge right. so that is one of the characteristic of the uh, fiscal dynamics of these northeastern states right and now one of the reasons that states go into a lot of debt is because their own the revenues are not enough and now looking at revenues it also tells us whether a state is independent or more dependent on the center correct so, what is happening with the North? Are they becoming more independent or are they becoming more dependent on the center? So, uh, they are dependent uh, mm-hmm. on uh, central government. For example, Mizoram, 87% of its uh, total revenue receipts comes from transfers. 87? Yes. So, wow. uh, from the uh, from central government and this is as per the 15th Finance Commission. Right. So, it is it may be a slightly dated number because it is uh, as per 2018-19. But still, it is quite substantial and that holds true for most of the uh, northeast states that they 
depend on transfers from the central government. And when we say transfers, it includes both uh, devolution of taxes right. as well as the uh, grants and aids that are provided by the government. Right. As per the uh, Finance Commission recommendations and also outside the Finance Commission uh, recommendation. So, overall, uh, the, uh, the share of transfers in the uh, revenue receipts of uh, northeastern states is quite high. Mm -hmm. It is much higher than the, um, uh, the, the general states. Like, if we exclude the northeast states and we look at general states right. where all india average is um, much higher as compared to the uh, own tax revenue for northeastern states so they depend a I lot see. on uh, transfers and a lot of it has to do with the economic structure of these states one is that you know the sectors which could help in augmenting the uh, tax capacity mm -hmm. those sectors do not play a prominent role in these states for example the industrial base is very weak right they are mainly these uh, states are either agrarian economies or they are service oriented the manufacturing sector the industrial sector uh, leaving aside, say, Assam, which has some uh, industries, but leaving aside Assam, we do we do not find industrial base to be very uh, dominant in these states. And if the industries are not doing fine, we will not have a, uh, you know, substantial scope for increasing the uh, taxable tax base. Uh, tax base of uh, these states. And right. Another reason is the the uh, complex topography, hilly terrain, there are internal strife. So, mm -hmm. a lot of factors uh, are there. And the other thing is that their GDP is quite volatile because uh, their GDP is coming from either mining activities right. or it's coming from forestry. So, it is, it is very unsustainable. Mm. Uh, if the mining activity takes place, uh, it's not environmentally uh, sustainable, but the GDP gets a boost. Right. Uh, so, uh, the, the GDP growth also, if you look at the trajectory of GDP of these uh, states, we find it's quite volatile. In some years, it is uh, the nominal GDP growth at 16%. It then falls to eight okay. percent. So when you when your uh, GDP is not uh, have following a stable uh, course, it's very hard to uh, uh, you know ensure that own tax revenues become more stable. So there are a lot of uh, these uh, unique fiscal characteristics that these states face, and therefore their dependence on central government is quite high. And so, have you? Did you look at uh, just the last year? Or have you seen it over a little time no, period? We've, we've looked at over uh, last four five years, and and it's remained stable. Yeah, or? It, it has. So it's it's still substantially higher. Right. Uh, but we can't say that it's either getting better or worse. It is. So for some states, it is getting better. For, okay. But for most of the states, it is. Uh, it is quite high. As I mentioned, Mizoram, Nagaland, Meghalaya, for these states, it is the, the, the dependence on uh, central government transfers is quite high as compared right. to the general states. So, for some states, like for uh, Assam, it is improving. From For Tripura, it is improving, but mm -hmm. not for some of the other uh, states. So, it is a general characteristic of these uh, uh, states, which has been also uh, pointed out by the 15th Finance Commission. Right. And uh, now again, when we talk about the fiscal health of states and we say that, you know, they're very indebted, but if they're borrowing to spend on, say, something like CapEx, right. then you can be like, you know, that's okay. At least it's going to generate growth. Yeah. 
but uh, if they're spending mostly on just paying wages or pensions right. then that's a then that's a problem so absolutely uh, what are the finances of the northeastern state saying in this regard yeah so here also the situation is varisam because uh, as a cohort these northeastern states uh, incur a higher share of their expenditure on committed expenditure right now when we say committed expenditure it typically includes uh, salaries mm-hmm. pensions and interest payments right. right so these three are the committed items of uh, expenditures and for uh, some states uh, for example nagaland 70% of the revenue receipts is being spent only on these three items oh, wow. so uh, again nagaland meghalaya mizoram they are spending more than 50% 55% even 60% of the revenue receipts are being spent on this uh, committed uh, expenditure and within committed expenditure also the bulk is going on uh payments and on salaries so and it's increasing you know if we look at from 22 to 23 to 23 24 we look right. at the budget statements of these states we see that the expenditure on uh, salaries and expenditure on uh, pay, uh, pension has increased whereas wow. so and uh, obviously when that happens the uh, capital outlay will see of uh, course you don't have enough money yes yeah, so from 22 23 to 23 24 for some of these states we see that the capital outlay has seen a uh, decline right. same again nagaland because 70% is being allocated towards committed expenditure mm-hmm. it is coming at the expense of capital outlay which has seen a decline from 22 to 23 to 20, 2022 23 23 24 so if we want more private investment if we want more infrastructure development more uh, funds have to be allocated towards uh, capex and but that is not something that we see for uh, northeast states most of the northeast states right. that uh, we find that uh, more than 50% 50 to 70% of the uh committed expenditure uh, of the overall revenue receipts is being allocated towards committed expenditure i see so um but then these states that because they want to spend more and i guess a lot of it is committed expenditure they'll need to borrow more yeah. if they want to do more capex yes. but are these states finding it easy to borrow more uh, i saw from an article that they're also having some problems where the bonds issued by these state governments mm-hmm. are not be very attractive people yeah. companies don't want to invest in these right so you know this state development loan market which is called the sdl market is right. does not uh, gather much attention but overall sdl market like overall state bond market suffers from a number of challenges like mm-hmm. it is not as liquid as the central government uh, securities market right so uh, and within the sdl market there is a lot of uh, you know concentration and heterogeneity a few states are able to borrow more and uh, they are able their securities are being traded you know just for example top 5 states account for 60 to 70% of the overall trading activity and these would be the usual suspects gujarat maharashtra like those kind of yes, states yes. right so yeah. the bigger states uh, mm. are able to command a higher volume of trading activity amongst the overall in the overall sdl uh, market and there also we see that the northeast states uh, feature at the bottom you know in the sense that they share in the overall trading activity is minuscule you know for right. all these uh, states assam has still some uh, uh, trading activity but for the other states there is a problem and that has to do with a number of things you know why investors are not investing in 
the bonds or the securities of uh, Mizoram or Meghalaya. Because or, they aren't sure that they'll repay. Absolutely. So right. that is one. And even if they have bought, they are not trading. So what happens is that it is being held till maturity. These bonds are being held till maturity. There is no uh, trading activity happening. And the reason for that is that if you look at the uh, investor profile, particularly of state development loan, mm -hmm. it's only the mostly it's the insurance companies and uh, mutual funds. I see. So who like to hold? Who like to hold? Yeah. Because we know that their uh, their asset liability profile is long term, so they would right. like to hold. Mm. Whereas uh, if we look at uh, foreign portfolio investors, their share is minuscule. They are still investing. We are talking about uh, their investments in central government securities. We've mm -hmm. talked about central government securities being included in the uh, Bloomberg index now, earlier right. JP Morgan, yes. now it's being included in the uh, Bloomberg uh, Emerging Market Index. But in contrast, foreign portfolio investors do not seem to be interested in state development bonds. And in particular, for these uh, small states, they are not interested. So maybe there's need for better information dissemination. Maybe there, there is lack of fiscal transparency. There is a uh, Maybe there is need for greater credit rating, so uh, and that will lead to greater interest and greater appetite of mm -hmm. investors in the state government uh, loan. So there are these infirmities and challenges in the overall state development uh, uh, loan market, the entire SDL market. And if we just compare central government securities trading and state development loans trading, they account for just five to six percent. Right. And within that also, it's just these top five, six states that account for 70 to 80 percent of the uh, trading volume. And rest is a very small uh, proportion, which is held till maturity. Okay. And so now, they, to me, there seem to be three players in this. There's the, the state governments, there's the central government, and there's the finance commission. Right. Now, what can each of these do to improve the situation? So for finance commission, it is important to uh, see that whether, you know, the kind of, uh, firstly, there is a need to relook at the finances. And secondly, why it is that the, the burden of debt has not declined. Right. That is one. Other thing is that these state governments, particularly the Northeast states, they have to be, uh, they have to see that their FRBM, the fiscal responsibility and budget management legislation, they have been updated with the latest trajectory. Right. There may be some, there are some states where, uh, even though the, uh, their fiscal responsibility legislation is updated, but it does not have the updated debt trajectory. So there right. is no guidance on what is the debt trajectory and that, uh, you know, uh, inhibits the investors also to invest because they don't know what is your direction, your right. uh, trajectory, what's your plan yeah. uh, for uh, uh, debt reduction. So right. these are something, these, these are some of the issues that finance commission uh, or any uh, body looking at the finances need to relook and also look at the markets. You know, this is something which has not been looked at, but Either the government or the uh, commission needs to look at the uh, the challenges facing the bond market, the yeah. challenges facing the SDL market and what mm -hmm. needs to be done. The Clearing Corporation of India Limited has come out with a lot of uh, research papers on this. Okay. There are a lot of these, these studies which show that, you know, the yield on these bonds do not reflect the fiscal health of state. Okay. Okay. For example, uh, Gujarat, which is fiscally healthy, which has a low fiscal deficit, 
Gujarat's bond is also uh, having the same cut-off yield as a bond of same Mizoram or uh, oh, wow. so that is something which needs to be looked at. That why yields are not uh, reflecting the market. The reality, reality, yeah. Why they are not reflecting the fiscal health of states. So these are some of the issues that will go a long way in improving the. Uh, you know, if they are looked at, they will induce greater market discipline. They will induce some steps towards uh, reducing the debt path of uh, the northeast uh, states so and once it is realized that you know markets are functioning mm -hmm. then maybe some support is needed for these northeast states because maybe if when market starts functioning the, the yields will uh, rise will, for these yeah, states right. so then some kind of support may be provided non-market borrowing support may be provided by finance commission so there is a need to have a, a comprehensive look at the finances finances, the debt burden, the fiscal responsibility legislation, as well as the overall market condition. Asking the investors why you're not investing. Stakeholder right. consultation, you know, what deters investors from investing in state bonds, even though the uh, cap for investment has been increased. So it's that foreign investors have the cap, but it's lying unutilized. They are not investing. They don't want they, to. They do not want to. Mm. So uh, a, a good suggestion that uh, came from the 15th Finance Commission itself was that there should be credit rating of state government bonds. Right. There I should saw be that. some transparency yes. uh, that will uh, induce investors to invest, and therefore the yields will then reflect the realities, the fiscal health effectively mm -hmm. uh, markets will function more effectively and that will induce greater fiscal discipline right and so now we have a question from the audience he uh, asks uh, we've seen a lot of improvement from the infrastructure point of view in the northeast with both road and train connectivity improving which has positively impacted the tourism the travel economy in the area but for a state to grow, they also need a lot of private investment as well. So how can private players be encouraged to invest in these states, considering that they also have various problems to do with the fact that they are border states? Right. So, yeah. So we've talked about that these, these states are border states. These right. face uh, unique challenges in terms of uh, their fiscal capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, as we discussed, that they are uh, strategically important states. So Absolutely. what is needed is uh, that uh, we need to identify which industries can flourish in different uh, uh, states. For mm -hmm. example, in Assam, we have seen petrochemicals. For example, in Sikkim, there is a scope for greater uh, hydroelectric uh, power projects. Right. So, dedicated policies towards identifying those industries which are strategically more relevant for different states that will help in uh, improving the private investment environment in these states secondly skilling is very uh, important of course i mean across <laughs> india but across also in india. the in the yeah. northeast yeah. Uh, yes uh, and because you know there is uh, uh, labor is available it's at low cost but skilling is important startups need to be uh, incentivized to invest in northeast states so a lot of these steps need to be taken to improve the private investment climate and a good part of that is also to be uh, uh, linked with what we discussed you know fiscal transparency absolutely uh, uh, well functioning uh, markets deep and liquid markets more depth in the market greater fiscal transparency that will induce uh, greater invest investments because that will lead to greater capital outflow by capital outlay by both government and also by private investors. 
Right. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there you go. The the fiscal situation in the Northeast is not looking good. Uh, their debt levels are high. Their own levels of revenue are quite low. They're very dependent on the center. They don't seem to have a plan on how to reduce this debt in a sustainable way, how to reduce their fiscal deficit levels. There's, there's no concerted plan that they have. Uh, the Finance Commission really, really needs to look at this because it needs to come up with some sort of plan to help out these states. Maybe it could be a rating system for all states, but basically there needs to be a thought out process to improve the situation in the Northeast in particular. It's an important, important part of India and an important part of the upcoming economic policies that are going to come out. It's the budget. The 16th Finance Commission report will come out in about a year, a year and a half. All of these things need to look at the Northeast in a very concerted way. But for, uh, for now, that's all we have for you.